2: As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't.
0: This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 24th day of August, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? We're back to normal, right? Just the two of us.
2: Healthy and alive, yeah. Yeah. And, and though we're back, I mean, it's it's back to normal and it's almost like back to normal on like a Monday when there is no news because the, yeah. the news right now is we're, we're kind of scraping the bottom well, of the barrel to find anything.
0: We are. And that's because there's a lot of primaries going on right now. So all the media headlines are tied up with that and uh, whatever turning point rally everybody's at, you know, celebrating the uh, the fog machines and the confetti cannons and, and rah rah uh, Trump 2024. That's what everybody's doing. So yeah, we're we're right back to where we started. Yes, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. But I suppose, uh, let's start with this. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be an abbreviated one today. So I, I don't see how we're going to be able to stretch this one out and cover all kinds of topics. You know, it's funny because some days it's like it's nonstop. Like we don't have enough time. And we go through all kinds of stuff and we're like, my God, how are we going to cram all this into 45 minutes to an hour? How in the world are we going to do this? And we end up losing a lot. And we also... Sometimes sit down and we'll we'll plan out in in prep we'll plan out a whole bunch of stuff and then we don't talk about any of it because something else will come up and yep. that's just what happens you know and it's time sensitive stuff because we want to talk about the events of the day and that's what we like right. to do is we want to cover the events of the day and today I suppose we're going to talk about the high prices of energy we've got soaring energy costs everywhere the cost of electricity where I am just hit six hundred euros per kilowatt hour. To give you an idea of how expensive that is, last year at this time, it was 40, which is, I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's still too high. But I believe that by comparison, that's more than a fair price. Nobody can seem to explain why the price is jumping as high as it is. And it's not just relegated to mainland Europe. That's an average, by the way, across the entire continent of Europe. That includes France, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, you know, all the others in between. But you have England. They're having the same issue. And you've got the United States. They're having the same issue. Albeit it's not quite as high. But yesterday, natural gas prices in the United States hit a 14-year high. 14-year high. And you know what President Joe Biden says? I'm going on vacation for three weeks. I'll be back in three weeks. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. I'm leaving my, uh, what the hell's her name? I'm leaving my energy secretary in charge. Don't worry about it. She's got everything under control. She's going to be the one that's going to tell you how you're going to get through this winter and what you can expect even next year. And more than that, how much it's not going to cost you or how much it's going to cost you. I'm I'm not quite sure. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place?
1: Well, Number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income today, you can get Thirty percent off the price oh, of solar 30%. panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big out, outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar right. panels with this thirty sure. percent off. It's a significant incentive. Same thing with if you are, if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to starting next year get rebates on the uh-huh. the appliances and equipment that right. will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30 percent. This is all about reducing costs for people. And yet the electricity
0: prices continue to go up. Yes, yes, they continue to go up. And so we're going to offer you some uh, some financial incentive in the form of a tax rebate, which is what she's not telling you, because that's not going to come until the end of the year after next. So you're not going to be able to take advantage of it immediately. But then again, this is exactly what we did back in 2008, if anybody remembers. We did this kind of scheme that they're cooking up under Obama. Think of it like cash for clunkers, if anybody remembers that program. Cash for clunkers, but for your appliances. I know somebody that bought a house, did all of the insulation, everything like what this individual here is, is talking about, this woman, whatever her name is, she's talking about all this uh, this financial incentive for you to change out your appliances. I know somebody that did all this and they got like $20,000 back, but they had to front the cost. They had to put almost twice as much into all of that, but they only got a percentage of it back. So I, I get the savings. But this doesn't help you when you've got skyrocketing energy prices and you've got out-of-control inflation. This doesn't help in the short term, not in the least. All this does is it, it throws you a bone thinking that the government's actually doing something to try and help you, and they're not. What they're doing is they're saying, oh, look, you can't afford it? Just finance it. That's okay, because if you finance something, uh, according to this logic, it's not going to cost you anything. Uh, hello? You've got to pay that back with
2: interest. Yeah, and some of the some of the uh funds they give here or or yeah, credits uh tax credits. It's uh things like uh $1200 for windows or uh $700 for appliances or uh I, I think it was like $7000 ish, 7, $7 to $10,000 for solar panels. The okay. average solar panel ranges from $10 to $15,000. So mm-hmm.
0: and I can't tell you the last time I bought a brand new refrigerator and it was uh, and it was seven hundred dollars. I can't tell you because that's that would be a free appliance. And I can't tell you the last time that uh, that I bought a window and it was exactly twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and especially and that, that's with inflation. a good
2: reference. It's one window. You might be able to get one window. You know, maybe like a small bathroom window or something installed for twelve hundred dollars. But to get your whole house winterized like they're talking. Um, maybe if you had one of the homes that they're talking about, you know, the 250 square foot home for a, you know, family of four, then yeah, maybe, but not for well,
0: us. Well to do family. Yeah.
2: Well to do family of four. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe in that situation, this, this, um, would help those types, but, uh, the average person, uh, uh around the neighborhood that I live as an example, um, if they're below the uh, minimum wage or they're they're you know, in the considered uh, poverty level here in the United States, they can't afford to get any of those things. And OK, it's a tax write off. It's a tax credit. Do you know how many years it would take them to make back the same amount of money based on the, the amount of taxes they pay? I mean you're looking at like 4 years before they they get the money back on that.
0: But see, you're saving money though. You you see Bruce, you're not listening. You're not you're not spending money here. You're you're getting it for nothing and and it's all about passing the savings back on to you. That's what these programs mm-hmm. are for.
2: Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the 2 for 1 deals you see at stores, you know? You, you you save, you but here's the here's the kicker they don't tell you is if you didn't spend money in the first place, you're saving the money by not buying the product so if you don't buy it you don't you don't have to worry about spending the money the the same situation with this like they're saying that they're going to give you all these incentives to buy all these you know to go green and do all this um yeah that doesn't help us here and now that only helps your agenda it doesn't help uh, alleviate the the prices of gas the prices of electricity the prices of groceries you're not helping alleviate any of those things this is all just their agenda we're
0: transitioning bruce that's what you're not understanding is we're transitioning i got to play devil's advocate here we're transitioning and so you're going to have to deal with uh w- with the modern inconveniences because we're we're moving into um we're moving into a more green economy, you see. So we're going to have to get you off of those uh, those petro- those pesky petrochemicals and, and things like that. You see, if you just had an electric car, right? If you just had one of those, that would certainly help, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm almost positive it would, especially at these prices. What did I tell you? I said, what's going to happen? Because everybody was complaining about the high fuel prices, high petrol prices, high gas prices, oil prices, all that stuff. Which, by the way, if you hadn't noticed, the price of a barrel of oil... Really hasn't changed all that much, but you notice the price of the pump's going up. That's called criminal price gouging, by the way, if you didn't know. They're doing it on purpose. So they're pricing you out saying, you need to go out and buy an electric car. But at the same time, the price of electricity, at least on the continent of Europe, which is going, this is coming to the United States. They're about six months ahead of you here. That's all that we're talking about here. If you follow everything over the last three years, the EU and the UK are about six months ahead of what's happening in the United States and in Canada. And the Aussies, the Aussies and the New Zealanders, big protest down there today, by the way, fantastic to see all those people out there saying the government's got to go. They're about six months ahead of the EU in the agenda. So if you follow the trends here, you're going to be looking at, oh, I don't know, let me see, euro dollar exchange rate, you're going to be looking at $600 per kilowatt hour in the United States. Do You know what that means? That means it's going to cost you more to recharge your electric car because it costs four times as much as an air conditioner to charge. It's going to cost you more to charge up your car than it is to fill it up with the overpriced uh, and the gouged gasoline prices and the diesel prices. And on top of that, what's going to happen in the winter when you don't have electricity, when you start have rolling brownouts and blackouts, which they're already having in parts of the U.S. and and the EU, you're not going to be able to charge it at all. There is a Green Party official here. What, what, what should I start with? Should I start with the should I start with the coal? Should I start with the coal shipments, Bruce, or and, and the shutting down of the nuclear facilities, or should I start with this this Green Party guy here talking about what the actual problem is? Is why you're not able to adapt. Should, which one should I start with?
2: Yeah, let's let's, let's do the coal because that kind of fits in. That fits in with all of this green. You know, we just
0: talked about the uh, uh, whatever the hell her name is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what her name is. I really don't care. Um, she, someone like that's insignificant. Coal, apparently, I guess they've changed directions on it. Natural gas, coal and nuclear are now green energy, I guess. The EU changed their stance on it when they realized that you can't just like turn that stuff off. But they're saying that, well, we're just going to have to bring in the coal trains, right? Somebody's got to bring in the fuel for those electric cars, right? Because that's what do you think charges that stuff? Coal. So Germany is now going to prioritize their coal shipments across rail networks over passenger trains. So if you're riding on a passenger train and a coal train's coming through because that's green energy, how am I doing with the sarcasm today? I'm not in a good mood. When a coal train comes through, you've got to wait because that's got to get to its destination. Germany's promised to eliminate coal fire plants in the coming years, but there's an energy crisis coming. So they're kind of held up on that. The economic minister here, Mr. Hayback, said that increased reliance on coal is, well, it's a bitter reality, but it's necessary. It's necessary. You see, they can't even, I'll tell you what that is. That's paraphrasing admitting their own failures. That's what that is. They're talking around the idea that they don't actually know what to do. I'd like to say that there's there's really no way for the Germans to eliminate coal as a power source by 2030. That's an unrealistic goal. Any European nation, for that matter. Hell, the United States, that's an unrealistic goal. Could you eliminate all coal fire plants by 2030? Realistically, let's let's set the climate agenda aside. Could you realistically do that with the amount of reliance that we still have on it? I don't think we could.
2: It depends on how many companies you could get that are specialized in, in building nuclear reactors. If you could get a bunch of nuclear reactors going no, within five years option. built no, up.
0: Nuclear is not an option because remember, nuclear has to be shut down too. Right. But uh, going off of what the EU said, that nuclear is now green, True. technically. Well, so, they'll do it in the short term. I think that's just a Band-Aid. You know, it's just a talking point to I give agree. them some cover. I think that's all that is because they've come out again and said, oh, yes, uh, uh, imagine this. The government here said, oh, yes, we're going to don't worry, we're going to turn three of those reactors on. We'll help you alleviate some of that stress on the energy uh, on the energy market. Then they said, no, it's it's actually it's not realistic to turn those on. No, it's going to cause more harm than than good. Uh, and it's going to cause more problems if we turn them on. And this is me talking. I think it's going to cause more problems if you don't. I mean, you're the ones, as in the government, you're the ones that are saying that anybody that's out there protesting, having their heating and their, their electricity and their and their water turned off, those are domestic extremists. It seems to me, if you want to stop the supposed domestic extremism, I'm just talking from a common sense standpoint, then you should do something that's going to stop that from forming.
2: Uh, Real quick, just were you meaning to say megawatt hour instead of kilowatt and uh, giving the 600 reference? Did I say kilowatt? Reference?
0: You said kilowatt. Yeah, because I was okay. like... That, okay. that seems like really high for kilowatt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, megawatt. Hour. Like, excuse, excuse me, I, okay. I thought I said I thought I said megawatt hour, I, not well, kilowatt hour. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just I was just making sure I didn't want to. You know, yeah, it's like, megawatt hour. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're fine. Thank you for for yeah. catching that. Yeah, it's megawatt hour. Sorry, I I didn't mean kilowatt hour. I guess that's one hell.
2: Still, about. it's. That's a fifty percent increase. It basically, yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's a fifty percent increase in prices, uh, yes. by what you're saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Bloomberg said in a statement that priority is normally given to passenger train uh, to passenger transport in Germany, and timetables are geared toward it. Yes, that's true. The average late time for the train system here is thirty six seconds. I'd say that's pretty efficient nationwide average. That's that's pretty efficient. As a result, there's a risk of chaos on the rails from making the change. Oh. Whatever are they going to do? It's not like they could turn on some nuclear reactors or something. They say no, we're going to shut the rest of those off by the end of the year. You don't need those pesky things. You you don't need that.
2: Uh, I'm sorry if if again I I I keep falling back to this. If the government was incompetent, they would accidentally do something good. Uh, it's just it's a matter of rolling the dice. You know, you would accidentally do something good. This is I I can't get past that. This is entirely intentional. They're in. Intentionally trying to destroy your life. They're intentionally trying to kill people. Um, so uh, what, what? What do you? What do you do?
0: What other conclusion could you come to? Like, it, it's not like we're we're inciting like fear and and all kinds of stuff. We're just we're, we're looking at things and we're eliminating the possibilities that it could be. I don't want to think that what you just said is the reality of things because that's just terrible. I don't care what government or what country that is. Nobody wants to see that. Hell, nobody wants to even read about that, let alone think it or go through it. But yet, what other conclusion could you come to? A Green Party official came out today and said, He's literally telling the German people, you don't need to take a shower. Use a washcloth. I wish that was hyperbole. A top Green Party official, he's caused a little controversy, I guess some people are not happy with it. I don't know. I I mean, would you be happy with somebody, with one of your politicians, if they made a statement like that?
2: No. uh, I would then ask um, this this politician, uh, are you familiar with the last, like, 200 years of human
0: history when it came to the medical world? How, like... Well, Bruce, you Cleaning. can look at this individual. Does that look like somebody that was around 200 years ago? Because I think it might. Uh, I mean, he could have been.
2: I guess maybe he was one of those that, that thought oh, we, we didn't wash our hands back in the day and we're all still alive. So, you know, clearly, <laughs> you, you know, but when you go back and you look when hand washing wasn't a thing, the death rate for mothers after giving birth was really high and then um one of the doctors, i forget which doctor the doctor's name is he uh, figured out hey if we would just wash our hands uh that that fixed like seven it reduced it by like 70 percent then he was thrown into an insane asylum because uh, clearly he was crazy thinking that washing your hands it would truly save lives and then let's fast forward to you know world war one world War two how the sanitation and everything changed during those time periods And the survival rate increases of people in the, you know, being treated. And then look at modern day. Now we understand germs exist, bacteria, viruses, and washing your hands helps reduce that. Even just running water over your hands reduces it by like 60%. And then using soap, you can reduce it by much higher numbers. So you're going to tell us that in the middle of the pandemic, we have to wash our hands every 10
0: seconds, but then we can't take a shower. Use a washcloth. Use a washcloth. No, no. Take a flying leap. You know, it's funny. If you go back in history and the points you made, there, hundred percent accurate. If you, if you go back in history and you, you look at what causes disease and death to be reduced in a lot of these other parts of the world that are, you know, poorer countries, like parts of Africa and uh, parts of Southeast Asia and stuff like that. What is the one key thing that reduces disease and death in a poor country? It's very simple. It's exactly what you just said. It's running water and it's sanitation. Those two things. When you have those two things, you will knock out those other two things to almost, like, you'll be up in the 90% range. You'll increase your survival rate when it comes to disease and death. The top Green Party official here, his name is, uh, oh, he's he's the prime minister of uh, one of the states here. Prime minister here, he says, uh, uh, his name is uh, Winfried Kretschmann. That's his name. <laughs> Winfried Kretschmann. That's so German. (laughs) Winfried, excuse me. Yeah. Winfried Kretschmann. Anyway, now he says that uh, you need to be buying. uh, Here's another one of these. You got to buy this. Now, if you want to avoid all this stuff, then you need to buy this uh, this eco heating system for your home. Okay, that's what you need to buy. Now, He's not telling you that these things, and I know exactly what he's talking about but with these things. These systems cost up to 21,000 euros, and that's for just like the entry-level one. That's going to be the minimum amount of money you're going to be spending in order to get one of these things. You need to get one of those, right? So you need to spend uh, that. Then you need to go out and you need to buy an electric car for 58,000, and then you need to pay the, uh, what did I say, the, uh, the 500 in, uh, or 600 euros per megawatt hour. I got it right this time for electricity, which will cost you more than it does to actually like heat your house and 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 cool your house and and things like that. So you need to do that. Oh, by the way, you still have to buy food. But a lot of the things like coffee and butter and cheese and, you know, these types of things, just those three things. Bruce and I were looking at uh, some of the cost of these things. Those have gone up 100 percent in the last 90 days. One hundred percent on those. Those are key staples and key commodities, and they've gone up 100 percent in the last 90 days. Imagine what 90 days from now they're going to do.
2: Oh, no, no. See, it's going to continue going down like the, you know, the Biden administration keeps touting here. Gas prices are going down and it's been going down for 70 days straight. Interestingly enough, even after 70 days of the prices going down, it still has not reached uh, the prices that it was when Biden first
0: took office. So, you know. You're forgetting, Bruce. Let's go, Brandon. Zero percent inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. Zero percent. You're still, yeah. that's still eluding you. I don't know why. He said it himself. Mm. Zero percent inflation month of, month of July. He did, yeah. he did say that.
2: It's <laughs> well, almost, anyway. It's almost like he lied to the American people.
0: Almost. Yeah. He's on vacation, though. He's not worried about that. He's playing Mario Kart at Camp David or something. Kretschmann. Yeah. Kretschmann went on to say uh, in the response of the uh, the energy crisis, which will be exacerbated in the coming months uh, as a result of the gas shortages. Guess why? Because it's caused by that pesky war over in Ukraine, which, by the way, we're sending Ah. another three billion in arms over there. We signed a deal today and it will go tomorrow. The Germans just signed another 550 million in arms deals that will go there along with it. Why are our two countries like what, what are we doing in there? Bruce and I are sitting here like brainstorming and, and trying to figure this out. What army are these people building in there? All those arms have to be going somewhere. If you've got American arms, Canadian arms, German arms, like these are some of the like top and French like in, in the UK. These are some of the top weapons in the world, like the most the most valued weapons in the world, quality wise and efficiency wise. We build some absolutely devastating weapons of war here in the West, the Europeans, especially. Where's all of it going? Maybe we'll talk about that later it? in the week. I don't know. But that's just that's crazy.
2: What Was it CBS that did the uh, the documentary yeah, they, on where the weapons are going and then immediately yeah, removed it.
0: it. Yeah, they pulled it. Yeah, they pulled
2: it. Well, the advertisement they were showing during that time because I I didn't get uh to watch the documentary, they were saying that 30% of the weapons are actually making it to Ukraine Which or is to the than, front line. Probably less than that. <laughs> if they said 30%, it's
0: probably less than that. But but
2: the thing is, the Biden administration, uh, as an example, they're already um well known for their delivery of weapons, high tech weapons to the Taliban. You know, that that exchange that happened uh, when we pulled out of Afghanistan. They're already known for leaving large amounts of weapons uh, for them. Why, why would they do anything different here? Like they're, they're going to bungle the thing again. They're going to say it's, all, it's for the Ukrainians and then it's going to end up like the Fast and Furious under
0: uh, Obama. They're going to end up being used against us. Why don't we just have the planes land at Moscow Airport? Like, why, why don't we just do that? Or, or land in in Beijing? Why, why don't we just have them do that? Yeah, because that's where they're going. That's the other thing that that that's
2: that's frustrating in all of this. You just pointed it out. This is going to Moscow and China both, and they're both going to reverse engineer. They're both going to see how our hardware works. Now, granted, some of the hardware we've sent over there is older, but nonetheless, they're going to understand the 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 path that it took. And they'll be able to kind of predict what the future weapons are going to be based on what our past weapons are. And then they're going to be able to better defend themselves or produce weapons themselves. Are you against? Are,
0: are you against Ukraine? Are you are you against?
2: Yeah, it, it, it's not like Ukraine and Russia, that whole battle. It's not like a black and white. It's not like these are good guys, <laughs> these are the bad guys. It's kind of like these are the bad guys and these are the less bad, bad guys. Uh, that That's what's going on in Ukraine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no good guys in any of this. There's mm-hmm. just, there's not. Um, okay, so anyway, the green politician, he went on to, like, this is just too good. I have to continue on with this. He went on to say, he was talking to the Southwest uh, Southwest Press, which is, uh, it's like a, it's a uh, like a newspaper publication here. He said, even the washcloth is a useful invention. I mean, it is a useful invention. I'm not going to disagree with that. It's a useful invention, but you kind of need a shower or a bath to go along with that. You can't just use it by itself
2: yeah uh, maybe he's he's didn't see the research that's happened uh within the last like 20 years of washcloths uh hand towels um you know the the cloth that you use or the sponge you use for washing dishes you know that's typical around here um they did studies on those and those things are covered in germs bacteria all that stuff they're just absolutely filthy So though it it does aid you in cleaning, you still need the running water and
0: soap combined with the washcloth. He then went on to brag about his own eco credentials. As he said, you know, you need to go out and you need to get one of those eco heating systems. You got to get one of those uh, those pellet stoves. I'll get into those here in just a minute. Uh, he said that he has an electric car, which I said those are those are about sixty thousand. You know, if you want something that's decent, about the, it, I mean, it's literally about the same price as it is in the U.S. Depending on what you get, you can get a smaller model electric car in Europe. I will say that. But those models are not available in North America. But he went on to say, "I have an electric car, and I have a huge photovoltaic system on the roof." Well, now see that right there. That is that makes so much sense because you see, you don't have to charge it. You can just use the solar panel. Bruce, how long would it take you to charge an electric car with a? Well, let's say that the entire roof of the car is a solar panel. How long would it take you to charge that car?
2: You're not. The, the amount of energy that you're, you're, (laughs) I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I, I can't even figure like you might charge one battery in a day, like one of the cells of the battery in a day, the amount of energy that you would produce on the roof of your car is like enough to charge your phone in like four hours that that that's about all it would produce. So having your entire car, you know, hundreds of pounds of batteries, to be charged by the solar panel on your roof, it makes no sense. That, that's not no. You uh, uh, get back to me here in a couple of years after your car is charged. I mean that that's basically what you're looking at. You're not going to be able to use it if that's all you had to
0: charge it. That's using like the like the the most advanced solar panel that we have to put on top of your car. I, I remember Elon Musk was actually talking about that. Obviously, he's going to talk about that because he's big into the solar and then obviously the Tesla electric car. And I remember he was on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. I think it was on the last one he was on. And he asked the question. Rogan asked him the question. He said, what are the chances of us taking solar panels or you producing solar panels and putting them on your cars and running your car that way? And he said, it's just not possible. It's not feasible because you would be getting less than, uh, what did he say? Less than an eighth of a mile per day. That's what you would get. And it's just not like, it's just not even feasible. Rogan then asked him, He said, that's current technology, so what if we wait a few years and then try it that way? Will it make much difference? And then Musk said, no, we're at the end of what solar panels can actually do, barring some kind of new innovation or, you know, revolutionary twist in in what we use as far as like materials. Solar panels are as far as they can go. We can't go any further with them. Same thing with the wind mills that they stick up there. We're at the end of what they can do. And it's the same thing with lithium batteries. We're at the end of what they can do. They can't do anything else like they, they can't hold more of a charge. At this point. And by the way, Marty wants to take talk a- about lithium batteries. Uh, I think this uh, this week when he's on, he want, he was talking to me on the phone about it today. Uh, there's something with China and lithium mining down there he wanted to discuss. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Take a, take a stab at uh, the most efficient solar panel that we currently have today. Take a stab at what the efficiency rating is. Percentage.
0: I'm going to go with, I, I'm just going to kind of go a little bit above half here. I'm going to go about two thirds. I'm going to say about 68 to 70 percent.
2: 44. 44. The most efficient solar panel we have is 44 percent, which means 44 uh, percent of the solar energy that hits the solar panel is being converted into electricity, usable wow. electricity. So that what to, waste. to
0: give you an idea of that. What a waste. Um, and we can't recycle yeah. them. We can't repurpose them. We can't reuse them in any way. That's, uh. let's see here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what,
2: how much energy is the sun emits per square meter, 180 watts, it looks like a uh, thousand watt meters squared. So, oh no, no, no. See here. If you expose a 1000, a solar panel to 1000 watt meter squared. Okay. So sunlight over a square meter, right? Or meter square. It will produce 180 watts. I will ask conditions.
0: I will ask the question that I asked you at prep. Is there an adult in charge that I can speak to? I don't care if it's any European government or the the Aussies. God love them. The New Zealanders, the Canadians. I mean, God, I know what you poor people are dealing with up there uh, or the Americans. I I just want to walk into one of these government buildings. And when they ask me, can I help you? I want to say, yes. Is there an adult in charge that I can speak to? And I'm serious. Like, I'm not trying to be facetious here. I am dead serious.
2: So I would say yes, but the adults in charge and us have different ideas of what adulting is because they think the adulting that they're doing is they have to be the nanny state and they have to be like, they have to rule your life. They have to tell you what to do and what not to do. Idiots. They're idiots. Yes. But they're trying, they think that the world is going to collapse if we have more than 500 million people or even a billion in in some cases, if we have more than that. And so they have to nanny state it, and they have to do what's best for the human race, right? So they have to depopulate and control everything. That's their mindset. When there's no no data, there's no facts, there's no science that
0: supports their narrative. No, the climate change thing, when we looked at that uh, working paper on everything that they did, they literally, they lied. They've lied for two generations, almost three, about... The uh, the global warming, the, the climate change stuff. They've lied about it.
2: It makes you wonder what is their intention. If they've lied this entire time and they've told us that we have to do all these things for climate change, we have to depopulate, we have to uh, basically uh, you have no control, social credit, you have no control of your life, you have to do what's best for humanity. But they've lied to us this entire time. So what's the benign reason that they're doing all this? What's the reason that? I, I I just I can't come up with a reason that they're doing the climate change, the the depopulation, the all of this. I don't know a benign reason that they're doing this. Because if if you come up with a maybe they're maybe they're uh, I'll gonna I'll kind of go with GPS route. And, and uh, you know when when we had him on, he would argue maybe there's a, a catastrophic event that they are aware of that they aren't telling the public, like. Maybe there's an asteroid coming or maybe there's an alien race coming or something and we have to prep for that and we have to get only the strongest surviving so that we have a better chance of of uh, surviving this uh, whatever cataclysmic event is coming. The problem is that means I have to prescribe them with a good motive, right? Their motive has to be good in that scenario. What have they done here in the last 20 years that you could prescribe as... This was good intended. This was a good motive.
0: I have to be honest with you, I'm at a loss. I'm going to have to pull an FBI assistant director, Sandburn, and say, sir, I can't answer that. Yeah, Uh, I'm I'm coming up with a, a big null, zero, as well. I can't think of a single thing. And it, as far as like the future that they want to, whatever Schwab said, he says, the future is built by us, you know, whatever. All right. Keep preaching that stuff. But as far as that future goes, that they're mapping out that they think is going to be some uh, utopia when it's actually just hell on it's it, like it's literal hell on earth. I mean, I, you can't equate that to anything else. You can't what a digital application, a digital wallet that's going to run your life. And if you don't do what you're told, you're out Well, I mean, look at the agenda over the last 36 months. Look how much that has changed. You could go from being in the good graces of the state to being just killed the next day, and there's nothing that you could do about it. How much of a utopia is that?
2: As we've seen with uh, this whole nonsense that's going on, uh, you know, the cancel culture and everything, you could say something 10 years ago and it'd be brought up today and you get canceled for something you said 10 years ago that was benign back then. But now, because of the, new, the change in, in perspective on certain words, the change of definition, now what you said is it, it's, it's a capital crime. Uh, so as you, as you're saying, you could be in the good graces you know, a week ago. But then because the definition changed, like, uh, I don't know, like they changed vaccination as an example. And before you were immunized, that meant you were vaccinated. And now you took your vitamins. Now that means you're vaccinated based on their definition. So these these changes like that, um, I, I honestly, it, it, I, I can't come up with a benign reason that they're doing this, that all this is happening. There, there's not a how does this. OK example let's go back to the medieval times back when it was you know you had the nobles and kings and you know all that they were ruling everything and they owned everything and you basically uh were a servant to them uh-huh. how did that help human progress we, uh- we came up with amazing inventions right over that time right we, we came up with you know like space travel and and all of that back then right and 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 cars and, and computers and you know all that like we did that back then right
0: uh, gee, let me think. No,
2: yeah, we didn't do any of those things until we were out of that oppression. Until we people
0: were couldn't free. even. Yeah, people couldn't read or write. Like I was, uh, I was saying in prep on that point. I said if you go back 500 years ago, which would have been about that time that you're discussing, if you go back 500 years ago, most people, and when I say most, I'm talking like almost everybody in Europe, couldn't read or write. And now those numbers are reversed. Now pretty much everybody can read or write. Well, if you're one of these people that are on whatever they consider to be a top of the mountain or top of the world or whatever it is that they live in their sick ivory towers and and think about, you know, like Schwab and his Bond villain with his cat with a diamond necklace or whatever, what is it that you think that they think about? They don't want a new world order. That's a term everybody likes to throw around. No, 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 no. All this is is this is the old world trying to make a comeback. That's all this is. They don't want a new world order. They want the old world order. They want the good old days back. That's all they want here.
2: That's exactly it. They're trying to get back that old system uh, and basically enslave the the lessers. And again, it's going to put us back into... Again, this is why we use the term digital dark age. It would put us back into a dark age, but this one would be ruled the digital world in that sense as far as human progress we would be this could set us back thousands of years by doing this in the digital dark age because i don't know how long it would take before humanity would bust out of that again maybe it'd be only 20 years and maybe we'd be like 40 years behind i mean we're already like 50 years behind as is uh but maybe maybe it's only 20 years maybe it's three thousand years we don't know we don't know how long it would take before humanity would bust out of this because when you have ai that's controlling Not even controlling. AI doesn't even have to control anything. It could still be humans at the the helm. All it is is AI is analyzing all the data so that they, you know, so you have the humans create the the laws or the algorithms that the AI uses. The AI then uh, amasses all the data and analyzes it and uh, puts the, the correct number between, but, you know, beside each person's name.
0: On that point, uh, and we're going to play this clip, and then we're going to have a little dialogue on it back and forth, and then we're going to uh, go ahead and jump out of here a few minutes early. But this is Yuval Noah Harari. This is Klaus Schwab's top advisor speaking to Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes about their intentions toward AI. You said, we are one of the last generations of homo sapiens, within a century or two, Earth will be dominated by entities that are more different from us
2: than we are different from chimpanzees. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? That freaked me out.
1: You know, we'll soon have the power to re-engineer our bodies and brains, whether it is with genetic engineering or by directly connecting brains to computers or by creating completely non-organic entities, artificial intelligence, which is not based at all on the organic body and the organic brain. And these technologies are developing at breakneck speed. If that is true, then it creates a whole other species. This is something which is way beyond just another species. You've all know a Harari is
2: talking about the race to develop artificial intelligence, as well as other technologies like gene editing that could one day enable parents to create smarter or more attractive children,
0: and brain-computer interfaces that could result in human-machine hybrids, creating another species. Hmm. I don't know about you, but uh, that doesn't sound too appealing to me, I, I mean, you're
1: essentially this machine. is
0: it's literally yeah. that. If you're talking about AI and, and you develop, I mean, we've already got like Boston Dynamics is working on, you know, those little robot dogs and they're working on these um uh, these. Have you seen the new software updates that those Boston Dynamics robots they got? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. If you give those things a brain, uh, iRobot, Hello. That's no longer a a science fiction movie.
2: Yeah, you you go back and look at the the initial uh, the bipedal ones that they had, and the initial um, like very beginning of it. I don't know. I, I mean, even if you went back to like 2015 and watching those videos back then, and then you watch the videos that they produce now, and just how far they've come on those things. The the thing is, is even if they don't have like a full blown artificial intelligence, and they just have you know a general intelligence, it's just basically following um, a really simple algorithm, more or less. If they use that in the population, they have essentially an army they can just print, and it will follow orders to the letter. No morals, no no conscience, nothing gets in the way. They they tell Sunny, you know, making a reference to iRobot, to go and kill this individual. Sunny's going to follow the orders. There is no laws, there's no system in place to keep them from doing that. There, there's no... Uh, You know the three laws that the the uh, in I Robot that they followed. Those don't exist.
0: You know, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? You you know that. We don't promote conspiracy theories here. I mean, we have discussions about conspiracy theories, but we're not conspiracy theorists. We only deal in things that we can actually prove that we can trace down. We can make assumptions like everyone else does, but uh, as far as like the whole um, lizard people, whatever, you know, pick your favorite conspiracy theory. I, I don't know. I, I don't subscribe to any of that. But I will say that the way that that clip goes the way that Harari was just talking. And that's not the only one he's uh, he's made like that. I mean, that's just one interview that he gave on 60 Minutes to Anderson Cooper. But how many times have we played clips of him talking about the future of humanity is developing brains and bodies and all that stuff? And that follows along with the other things that you're talking about. So like cybernetics and you know robots and, and things like that. As I said, we don't follow conspiracy theories here, but we've talked about 5G before. The amount of connectivity and speed, just those two things that you get with 5G connections. You need a 5G network or even a, like the Chinese are working on a 6G network. You need those kinds of speeds, those types of connectivities, that type of networking to get an autonomous system working in society. You need that. the uh, uh, Whatever it is that uh, Musk is doing, Starlink. You need something like that. Something that's got the the latency when it brings it down to next to nothing. You need that. And you need each one of those vehicles communicating with each other, talking about self-driving cars. Well, now, if you're one of these individuals, or if you're you're one of these groups like the World Economic Forum, and you have all these corporations that you're working with in your little whatever it is you're doing with your Great Reset that develop these things, Boston Dynamics being one of them, MIT being one of them as well, where they have a lot of their laboratories developing these things. And if you've got all the telecom companies that are involved with this as well, you see, I think that 5G has another sinister side to it. And I'm not talking about this, whatever this is about, like, what do they say that it does? It like br- like mind controls people or something? I, or I, I don't know. I think that's yeah, ridiculous. Like that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. ridiculous. But what they can do with it is they can set up an army that they program that will not tell them no. An army that doesn't have a moral compass like they don't. An army that doesn't have a conscience, like they don't. Someone that will do exactly what they say when they say it and how they say it. Now, in order for that to come into being, you have to have a couple of things happen. And again, I'm not, as I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just looking at things as they are. You need to have a couple of things happen. You need to convince a human population that they need to get out of the way, don't you? That's the first thing. So what do we do? Well, We're going to have to send everybody home. Sorry, you're non-essential. You could cause problems for other people. You could kill somebody being out there. You can't be out there. No, you can't have your business. No, you can't have your church. What do you need that for? You don't need a religious crutch. Think, man. Yeah. So in order for them to bring in, when I say them, I'm talking about these AI people like you just heard. I have to be very specific in order for them to bring in the robot army that they want, the digital world that Klaus Schwab and and these people are talking about that digital world. That doesn't include your eye. Oh, it might for a time with uh, whatever this is, with this like this digital hell they want to create with the, the you know, the green certificate, digital wallet, whatever you want to call it. It might for a time. But once they figure out that, you know what, we really don't need you people anymore. And Harari's already saying it. What are we going to do with all these useless people in the coming decade? We don't need them anymore. You see, if you dehumanize a group, I'm not saying anybody in particular here. I mean, that's what it's been throughout history. You demonize another group, you pick a target, you freeze it, you demonize it, then you destroy it. It's the same every single time. We don't have a crystal ball. We're not following some crackpot conspiracy theory. We're looking at history and what has played out time and again. They're doing it again. Only this time, they're not targeting Group A, Group B, or Group C. Every single one of us is in the crosshairs. They don't care about your political affiliations. They don't care about your ideology, your religion, your race, your color, your creed. They don't care. That time is over for them. They promote those things to keep us fighting with each other instead of unifying and shutting them the hell down, which is what needs to happen if we want to avoid the type of future that Bruce is talking about. The choice is clear, in my humble opinion. We either stand together or we fall together. What's it going to be? For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know, someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.